Welcome back to Cast Them Pods. I'm your host, Dirk. And this is my co-host, D. D. And this is episode 12. No, we're not doing episode 12. Oh, 13. Fuck! Cut that out, Wendy. <laughs> Okay, we're doing episode 13. But there's something special about this episode. Do you, do you know why? Because we messed up in the beginning, but that was in a different timeline? Yes. But also, this is recovering season two of Lovecraft Country. Basically. And that's great because it was canceled, but all variants of them survived. And we're yeah. in a different timeline and it's beautiful. In a different timeline, we finally got our second season, and everything is glorious. We, we are, of course, actually talking about Loki. Um, if you haven't figured it out by now, most of the cast, sorry, two of the cast members, two members yeah. of Lovecraft Country makes a return, and they will always be their characters from Lovecraft Country to me. Ruby and Tick, yeah. I mean, like, they're basically actual variants of them, right? Yeah, yeah, and no, we could get into that. Yeah, a little bit later, but you're right. As soon as they popped up, I was like, well, no, that kind of works. I, I, I think so. Uh, for, first of all, did you, did you like the show? I did. I did too. I did. It was, it was like, I feel like the pacing was good. It was a nice, tight, compact story. And then more importantly, what they've been trying to do for all of these Marvel series is establish something that's going to happen in the movies, right? Mm-hmm. And like what was going to change in the MCU. This one, I think, has the biggest impact, uh, especially with Spider-Man coming soon, right? Yeah, it's definitely, it definitely feels like a lot of multiverse setup. Because even with WandaVision and like the other two shows right now would be WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. They came before and they did a little bit of setup, but not, not to this degree. Yeah, because if you look at the impact that WandaVision would have on the MCU, Vision is back. Wanda has her powers that she's supposed to and her suit that she's supposed to and maybe we'll get hell and maybe she'll have a cameo in Doctor Strange and Agatha's going to get a spinoff. But again, the last one isn't really impacting the MCU. Yeah, and it's interesting that like um, if you didn't know anything about the multiverse, it kind of like introduces the idea of it to you. And mm-hmm. then the, the show immediately following up after that is what if is... Uh, basically a whole bunch of different mar- multiverse uh, different short stories which maybe we'll cover at some point yeah but it's yeah they're smart they're breadcrumbing and warming up your palate to like i said ending the year with spider-man and big old multiverse fun yeah that that movie looks really exciting but before we get there let's let's do loki let's 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 do this uh i actually before Loki came out, because now it's been some time since uh, I think it came out. Yeah, it came out June. In June? June of 2021. In, in preparation of the Loki miniseries coming out, I actually rewatched all three Thor movies. You are appreciated, because I would have skipped the second one. The second one was a movie. <laughs> and yeah, it was, it was nice to just see like the progression of, of Loki. And I, I gotta say, like, they really just jump straight ahead to Loki from Ragnarok in this show. 
Yeah, they they kind of had to fast track it, right? Because the audience is used to that Loki, even though this current Loki doesn't get to go on that journey. Yeah, because it's it's technically Loki from uh, as soon as he was defeated from but from the Avengers. Yeah, and then so he he loses all of that growth, all of that emotional learning, all of that those bonding moments, everything, all gone. Oh, but he did that because Owen Wilson was like, "Oh, come watch these MCU movies with me, and then you you just get the gist of it, and then it'll be great." <laughs> that is basically what it felt like, but there are definitely moments where if this was truly the Loki from post Avenger one, I mm-hmm. I think it'll I think it will be a very different series. Yeah, it would be a lot drier. Yeah, for sure. Because uh, like even there was one point where he was with uh Sylvie and then they were gonna try to take over the train. And he's like, We can't kill people here. I'm like, You literally t- killed most of New York trying to yeah. take over? Okay. <laughs> You kill people for fun all the time. No, it was all an act. I was I was insecure. I I was I st- stabbed for feelings. I I I kill because I'm insecure, and I'm insecure because I kill. It's a vicious <laughs> cycle. <laughs> so yeah, uh, let let's get into it. Is there is there anything you want to start off start us off with? Well, first and foremost, they changed it a lot, as you typically get in the Marvel series, where you don't always get the same ending theme. But the core ending theme is a banger, super good with with the um with the instrumentals. Yeah. Oh yeah, super yeah. Super good. And like every time something like really big happens in the series, also I feel like they use that theme. I was like, mm, this is nice. Right. Yeah, it's a solid. The, the details and the effort that were put in this, and not again, not to say that they weren't put into the other series, but you're like, yeah, this is the one that they wanted to really make stand out. Mm-hmm. And But there were so many comedic moments, like with Loki showing up, and this is Asgardian, let's zoom, and he's just all of a sudden oh. he's naked, and he's like, whoa, whoa, chill. It, it, was, it was really nice to see like a force greater than Loki, so that really just outpace his ego to like really get him down to like worker mentality and like this is how it is yeah like you were saying they fast-tracked him into the loki that we're used to the slightly more humble still a jackass still a trickster Mm -hmm. but not so full up full of himself that he thinks he could do anything and everyone should bow down to him like his head blowing up when he sees the infinity stones for this a paperweight in the office and there's like tons of them because they're from like different timelines and he's like oh okay what are your thoughts about the reveal did you did you see it coming did you because like the entire show was kind of leading up to the mystery behind the time variance authority um Mm -hmm. who set them up the timekeepers and everything did you did you get the payoff you wanted with how everything went the reveal that spoiler like time police, if you want to call them that. Time cops. <laughs> Were actually like former variants. That and uh, like the person behind it all, which once again, spoilers, is a variation of Tick. A.K.A. Jonathan Majors. A.K.A. Not really Kang the Conqueror, but Kang the Conqueror eventually. Well, there, it's, a, very, it's a variant yeah. of uh, Kang the Conqueror, of course. Yeah, the, the variant that we're going to end up getting in the MCU is going to be Kang the Conqueror, but this is a more tame one, the one who did everything for the greater good. So again, I watched the series late. It came out in June. 
I knew Tick was in it. And then also by that time... He was revealed to be Kang. Yeah, and it was revealed that he's also going to show up in, I believe, Ant-Man, the next Ant-Man movie. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, all right, well, I know he's in the series at some point, but that didn't ruin it for me. It was still a fun ride to get up to that point. Yeah. And it also felt very, like, Norse in a way of, like, very... Because they built their own mythology, right? Right. And even the aspect of taming the, the world destruction puppy... <laughs> it's what I want to call it. Oh, oh the, ti- the, the time dog. The, yeah. Uh, Elias? Yeah. So taming Elias and going through him and that being the door comes off like very like mythological. So it was, it was good that they sprinkled that in in a series that, again, is about Loki. Mm-hmm. What about you? I know you like to call and predict things. Did you call it early? I, I think everything had lots of Kang vibes. And mm-hmm. I I was so ready to be let down and be wrong because mm-hmm. of how they did WandaVision. True. Where they, yeah. Where it's yeah. like, oh, you wanted this? It's a fake out. So, you know, when Miss Minutes showed up at the very end? Yep. And I was like, oh, no, it's happening again. It's just the fucking clock. Just a stupid clock AI. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. It's not, it's not the clock. Oh, thank God. So, yeah, I was, I was very happy with like how things turned out. Because obviously they can't do Kang. Because I, I feel like the way things are going with Kang, they might be building him up or some variation of him to be maybe the next Thanos. Oh, for sure. So like obviously they can't just like deal with him here. Like this this version of Kang feels very much like a Willy Wonka type. Exactly. Yeah, he's the tame version who making chocolate. Exactly. <laughs> Time chocolate. <laughs> I I want it now. Yeah, he's the tame version. And he's like, oh, I'm the one holding the, the beast from the door. You can get rid of me, but there's other versions. Worse versions of me. Yeah. So so I, I really enjoyed that reveal. But I think on a rewatch, I then have to look at the first couple episodes with that knowledge in mind mm-hmm. and see if it fits. But for you, it's like on your first watch. Yeah. So for me, I'm just, I think one of my biggest problems now on a rewatch is because like, does all of this still make sense? Because if you think about it, the TVA is thinking they're they're taking variants and they're destroying their altered timeline. Mm-hmm. And this is all to, they don't know this, but this is all to prevent like some calamity, which uh, would create a new Kang and start the multiversal war. Like, okay, first of all, if you're at the TVA and you're trying to destroy this other timeline and you have the technology to blow up that timeline already, why do you bother taking people and giving them a trial? Exactly. Like, how are you going to talk your way out of something like that? And so, okay, so let's say, let's say you're guilty, you get pruned as well, and you're also thrown into, because like, I'm assuming your timeline goes and gets eaten by the time dog, Mm -hmm. right? And then you eventually also get eaten by the time dog. Let's say you're proven innocent. Where do you go? (laughs) They already blew up your timeline. (laughs) Yeah, I, I guess you, you get a, you get a desk job. Oh, so you, you're hired. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah, oh, okay. maybe you get a desk job. He's like, oops. I mean, that's basically what happened to Loki. I was just mean. I was like, but that's what, end up, that's what um, I feel like happens to a lot of them, right? They're all variants. You get proven innocent or you're able to finesse your way out of it. And they probably just wipe your memory and be like, this is where you started. So you think um, all of them knew. Who do you think knows that they're being memory wiped? Do you think Judge Renslayer knew? Because he, she seemed pretty surprised at the androids the timekeeper androids right 
So I yeah. feel like she was in the dark about some aspects of it. But then the rest of them think they were created by timekeepers and therefore like they're for all time because TVA seems like they exist out of time, outside of time. Out of time. They definitely do. Yeah. Because they have no time to die, just like James Bond. This is true. So they, <laughs> they look the same. So, so that now it's like, oh, if you're a variant, at what point do you get your memory wiped? And everyone also thinks each other is made by the timekeepers. So everyone's memories has to be wiped. Yeah, no, you're right. That's a good point. Because, okay, let's say my variant, I get captured by the TVA. Oh, you mean E? My original. <laughs> your variant yes, E? My variant E um, gets pulled in. E manages to finesse his way at the trial, air quotes. And so they wipe E instead of pruning E. Mm-hmm. And E becomes, you know, a, a janitor for the TVA. Okay. Now, to raise a good point, if everybody at the TVA has already been dead, you're right. They would have to wipe everybody's mind and be like, yeah, we started at this moment. Yeah. So, like, we're all created by timekeepers. This is, yeah. this is, this is the way. I've always been a janitor. Right? Because they never, that's one thing you're right. They didn't address, which is what does, like, a new hire look like? Right? What is somebody new starting the job? Everyone just has always been doing it. Yeah, because like uh, for Loki, he has to wear the variant jacket. And obviously none of them know their variants or else mm-hmm. that would be because like their whole mantra is like kill the variants. Right. So yeah. so I, I just think that if your objective was truly to keep the timeline in order, you just blow up the timeline. What what's, what's with the trial? Yeah, but the TVA also comes off as a organization slash religion slash cult that is very own, up its own ass. And they're like, oh, but we're doing things out of fairness. That's, that's fair. But like, you literally blew up my home. And then yeah. you're like, did you, did you do this? Yes or no? It's a bad, yeah. it's a bad <laughs> outcome. Did you exist when you're not supposed to? It's like, huh? ah. <laughs> <laughs> what he, all I know is my existence. Hmm. So, mm-hmm. so I guess like the, the counterpoint is that maybe this is how Kang recruits. That's why he takes the variants and then I guess eventually wipes everyone's memories to have them believe that they were created by the timekeepers. But yeah. sorry, not Kang, but this version of Kang. Yeah, he who remains, yeah. Can, can I also say how, how poorly timed that they're called variants in this, in this current day and age? It's just, yep. it's just so like, <laughs> yep. it's too real. <laughs> it's too way too accurate. Get rid of the variants. Um, we are uh, everyone on Earth agrees. Get rid of the variants. At least they're not named after Greek letters. This is true. If it was instead like a instead of Norse mythology and they were like Greek gods, and then we would be using Greek letters, that would be very that would be very oh, that, unfortunate. That would hit even harder. But speaking of that scene of uh, he who remains, man, like we know he could act already from Lovecraft Country, and if you haven't listened to that episode, what are you doing? Also, if you haven't watched the show, what are you doing? That too. Can't speak on the book because I haven't read it yet, but probably in the same vein, if you haven't read the book, what are you doing? Question mark? Well, I think, I think um, H.P. Lovecraft would not be happy with Lovecraft Country considering he, he had some um, racist tendencies. But H.P. Lovecraft didn't write the book, so it's okay. Oh, he didn't. <laughs> no. I am poorly researched. <laughs> But all of this to say is that Jonathan Major acted his ass off in that scene. And it was really interesting. We were talking about Loki's growth. For him to sit there and be like, wait, hold on. This is something we really should consider. Yeah. Right? Because old Loki would be like, yeah, all right. Get out the way. I'll, I'll take this over. And then like, he's realizing that there's a, even bigger threats. But yeah. clearly, uh, Sylvie, who is kind of in where he used to be. Yes. 
like uh, more revenge driven or more like uh, I, I don't think uh, old Loki was ever super revenge driven. He she just he just kind of had like drive for power. Yeah, but it, think about where it came from, right? For her, for Sylvie, it was revenge driven because it's all your fault. You exist. How dare you be a woman version of Loki? Right. Right. Oh, is that why she was pruned? Yeah, she was pruned because uh, there's no lady Loki. Oh, I I had assumed it was because she could enchant and that was a problem for TVA. And that's why she had to be pruned. Mm. Yeah, she has a line. I think it's when they're finally speaking and they're trapped on the planet that the moon's about to crash in. And they had a, she had a flashback about how she was taken as a child. Yes. Yeah. So she has a moment. She's like, all because I was just born me oh. that I shouldn't exist. I see. Okay. Because maybe, maybe in that timeline, she gives birth to someone who gives birth to Kang. Well, <laughs> uh, figured it out. <laughs> Gender bent. Rule 34 world. Um, uh, yeah. And then you think about Loki and his source of his anguish, which was he's always felt different. He's always felt like he didn't belong. And then it's like when he's an adult, they're like, well, adult, air quotes, he's a god. But when he was an adult, they're like, oh, yeah, you're adopted. You're, you're actually not one of us. We, we killed your entire race of people, but we kept you. No, no, they didn't kill all of them. We killed, we killed 98% of your people, but we kept yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a Theon, Theon Greyjoy. We kept you, we defeated the Greyjoys, and then we kept, we kept one of you as a ward. But even Odin was like, oh, you're my son. So this is already better than Theon's treatment, who was strictly ward. <laughs> so you want a dire wolf? No. No, <laughs> no, you don't get one. You get a rock. But yeah, so you think of that, that causes his big like, chip on his shoulder. Because he's like, I've always felt off. I've always felt different. I've always felt that I didn't belong. Mm-hmm. And it turns out, yeah, all of those feelings were valid. Everyone around him was being like, no, you're fine. You're one of us. You're a fam. So he just needs, he needs to date a frost giant. I mean, in Norse mythology does knock up one but who, and then again in norse mythology who didn't he knock up he got I mean, knocked up by a horse one time yeah with like six legs or did he give birth to the six-legged horse i, I forget which way which way the horse how many which way the legs <laughs> were kept coming out of but yeah. related to that um if you notice the marvel's tv series have done a really good job of addressing like themes so mm-hmm. for example wandavision was all about grief okay this one was more about, you know, feeling belonging, damage, learning how to trust people. It's hard for me to summarize that in one word. I'm sure there's a great word for it. I, I think the best line in that in the show that represents that, I would say, would be when Loki was like, oh, it's because at talking to Sylvie, he's like, it's because you can't trust and I can't be trusted. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's, that's so yep. good. Oh, my brain. Yep, yep, yep. Because if you think about it, if him and Sylvie had a little bit more time, which is why I'm super, super curious about the season two. But if time, Sylvie, time. But if they had a bit more time, because he was slowly working on her. But again, that's not enough. They had some really groundswell moments, but that's not enough to really get someone who's been that hurt mm-hmm. to trust again. And Loki's has had consistent boy who cried wolf moments the entire series. Right, he's like, no, I'm promise. It's the one time I'm not playing a trick. I promise, yeah, he, guys. He's lied so much that by the time he decides to tell the truth, like no one believes it. Like Mobius is like, oh, you're lying to me, and then yeah. everyone's just like, I can't trust you. It's like, oh, goddamn it. He's like, damn it, pass me. Uh, can we talk about how Mobius was? 
I guess, kind of grossed out at the fact that Loki would fall for himself. Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> okay, but it's not like this is the first time we've seen something like this. Because no one batted an eye when uh, in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Miles Morales fell for... I was going to say Gwen Stefani, but that's not right. Um, Gwen Stacy. <laughs> this my shit. All the girls in Because, like, they were both variants of Spider-Man or Peter Parker. Yeah, but they're not variants of each of the exact same person. It's oh, because there's Miles a Peter Mor- Parker in exactly. both of their universe. Okay. Yeah, it's it's so, not like Miles Morales fell in love with Morella Morales or something. Is, is, there, is there a Morella Morales? I'm I don't sure know. I made that up. Oh, okay. Someone probably drew that. Omicron variants. Is that too? Is that too, <laughs> too close? Too close to home. Too too much. Too much. Yeah. So that's different. Oh, that's, okay. So that that's like falling. No, you know what? That's closer to. That's like falling for your coworker. Oh, so they they have the same job. They okay. have the same job. Yeah. They have the same. Yeah. It's like falling for your coworker. Okay. Yeah. It's fine. But this is more like masturbation, I guess. This is this would be if I ran into E and E was like a super hot girl and I fell for E. But E is a super hot girl. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> so, I want to say on my rewatched, I have become obsessed with another thing that also I think on a rewatch, only on a rewatch, really bothered me. Let's hear it. Okay, time collars. Break it down. All right. So, in episode one, Loki uh, was imprisoned, and he was put a time collar was put on him, right? And then he managed to escape by getting the key thing. And then he was able to take it off and put it on the Ruby variants that was chasing mm-hmm. him. Yeah, B15, yep. And then he can keep resetting them. So eventually, they're like, okay, Loki, are you ready to work with us? And then they decide to work with each other. But still, he's a variant and cannot be trusted, right? And the entire time, I didn't even think anything of it. But he did not have a time caller on when he was in by episode two. And I, I definitely rewatched it. And... The reason I'm so hung up on time callers is because in episode two, when they're about to meet the variants, uh, Sylvie, mm-hmm. in the uh, in the apocalypse, Owen Wilson even when they when they were about to split up, Owen Wilson even went as far as to like make sure like try to keep your time caller on this time. There was no time caller. I was I was so okay. So so my thing now is why would you take this variants? That like Loki on a mission with you, if you don't trust him, why why is there no time caller on him? And then secondly, if there's no time caller on him, why would Owen Wilson say that? Because after Ruby gets knocked out, uh, and then they had the whole thing, Loki and Sylvie had like the little fight, and mm-hmm. then Sylvie bombed the sacred timeline. He just went into the portal with her, and so the entire time I'm just like. Where is his time call? If there was only one scene where she he just picks up the key from Ruby again and unlocks his time caller, it would be okay. But that did not happen. Okay, so then you're just like, okay, that's a small detail that was a miss. Okay, the flashback with Sylvie. Renslayer had child Sylvie with no time caller, and sure enough, she steps on her foot, takes her temp pad, and then warps out of there. Hence, creating all these problems. Everything in this show would be, could be fixed <laughs> with time, time callers. <laughs> with the proper usage of time callers, none of this would be a problem. Like, I'm okay if you take them to trial, if you put a time caller on them, right? So, so you see what happened is 
all of them skipped the educational video provided by Miss Minutes about Timecaller. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's like this. It's that one file that like every year they try to get you to complete. But then everyone just clicks through all the. Uh, yeah, the, the, I accept, I accept, I accept, I accept. Yeah. I accept <laughs> it. And then no one remembers these. So, OK, so that that is my that is my rant about Timecaller's. No, that's a good observation. Because, like you said, you did it on a rewatch. So my first thought when I watched that scene was like just a, a joke on, like, oh, remember this guy's snaky. This guy's he could get out of things. He's like an escape artist. Keep an no, eye on him. No, but if you but think yeah. he's gonna escape, like, yeah, why would you put a collar on him? Then yeah, put a collar right. on him. Yeah. I'm just, just saying. If you if you're confused and concerned, put a time collar. That's my time collar rants. My other rants would be how much does Ren Slayer know about the variants on the loose? Because in the beginning, everyone knew there was a Loki variant on the loose. Mm-hmm. Did Ren Slayer know it was Sylvie or like the one from way back? Most likely. Okay, because everyone was addressing the Loki variant before it was revealed that it, it was Sylvie and it was a girl. Yeah. They, they kept referring to a he. Yeah. And I think that was just to create this shock value for yeah, that when is. they're finally revealed. But theoretically, Ren Slayer should know that this Loki is a girl. Like, I think you should give your agents with more information. Unless she's just constantly fucking up and she's hi- trying to hide everything. Well, yeah, think about... So, Ren Slayer was also giving me the vibe. Also, her name sounds like something that should be in, like, Harry Potter. But... Like, but, like a Death Eater? Instead no, of Death Revo- Eater... Ravona Renslayer definitely sounds like she was like one of the founding members of Hogwarts. Anyway, she was one who built a time turner or something. Ah, that. Ah, ah. But she gave me the vibe as somebody who did whatever to climb their way to the top. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And therefore, this is because this is her biggest failure is letting this variant out, who then wreaked havoc and basically upended their whole the entire TVA. Right. So she didn't want to own up to be like, oh, yeah, I, who was that agent that let that one, that thing happen? Hmm. It's like, oh, everyone thinks Loki is a guy? Yes. Yes. Yeah, the, it's, it's a Loki variant. Because Loki's a trickster, so it, it would have to be. And he stabs people? Yeah, he's the guy with the knives. And yeah, and magic and stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. here. you didn't put a time collar on her. I was like, nope, I gotta get rid of that. I'm going to prune you. Uh, what are you talking about? Pruned, shredded, shred, prune the shredder. Okay, so so do you think like after she found out the timekeeper were robots that she like she wants to figure out the truth or she wants to be the new person in charge? Like, yeah, she's like, okay, well, if those aren't the people on top because she was there buttering up to them, right? Oh, she's then she's like, then who is? She was shining the wrong I... shoes and she's yeah. upset. Ah, uh, okay, precisely. Okay. Because she's making it sound like, oh, yes, I want to do this out of the greater goodness of, you know, just wanting to know more. And I was mm-hmm. like, even Mobius is like, you're full of shit. And she's like, yes, yes, I am. Peace out. I, okay, I, I, I understand that then. The, the other thing that I do want to briefly mention was mm-hmm. Sylvie's master plan was to drop all these pruning bombs, time bombs, and bomb the sacred timeline. I would have thought that would take a couple more episodes to clean up surprisingly and but like over the course of one episode there it's kind of glossed over like all the agents deployed and then it's fine i i thought there would be more wacky adventures of like different people going to different you know like if this so i was thinking if this was in an animated series you would get like little snippets of like oh no the dinosaurs figured out a cure to 
cancer in this timeline, like like little snippets of like across time fixing their problems. Yeah, I, you're right. I feel like they if it was if it was animated, they could have they would have delved mm-hmm. into that and given us more like hijinks. Right, which which I thought like they would have to like go and and deal with, but, it, but everything they, yeah. kind of resolved really quickly. And exactly. I understand it's a show with the story, so. And they were trying to keep everything on track. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that's, that's just a thing that I thought of. Unless, unless, what, what if was the stuff that happened, right? I didn't watch the What If series yet. Like, unless the time bombs, per se, like, occurred specifically to lead to these events. Because um, I watched the What Ifs. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm, I'm, if, like, they're playing around with that idea. It's not ah. a direct, not a direct, like, continuity Okay. But if they're yeah. like, hey, you know, what if these random things happen in the instance that Sylvie dropped these bombs? But the bombs also just sends it to the Elias the, place, right? Yeah. So they just get eaten. So yeah. I assume, I would assume nothing comes out of that as well. So maybe that's why it resolves itself. But if that's the case, why was everyone so concerned? Because I don't know. Well, that, well if, yeah, if you, if, again, shifting it back, if you think of it from the view of the TVA... Again, I'm going to throw out this number. 98% of them don't know what happens when you get pruned. They assume that you die. Right. Sylvie didn't even know that you will survive pruning, right? Right, right, right. So they just assumed, oh, shit, like there's holes in these random places wherever these moms are. Not really that just, everyone gets dumped to one area. Okay. So that's why they'd probably be like, we have to go deal with this now. Everything's going to get... Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I, I think I would just like to see like what those agents did to fix what had happened and that would give me more closure but yeah. that's a small point yeah because all we know about them is they're efficient like mm-hmm. look how quick they were when loki fell out into the desert and how yeah. fast they were on him yeah okay all right are you ready to talk about probably the best episode let's do it all right when you get pruned you get sent to the time that never was <laughs> that's that's yeah. what i'm calling it I, I got a lot of kingdom heart vibes oh you took this. the words right out of my mouth yeah, yeah. <laughs> The time that never passed, <laughs> and there was all these Lokis. Oh, it was so fun to see like all these different Lokis. Yeah. Did you have a favorite Loki? I want to say Old Man Loki, just because it was him wearing like the classic Loki costume from comics. I know. Yeah that that was a that was such a big deal. I think that was like oh my god. But Black Loki and his bootleg Thor hammer was also pretty funny. Yeah, he didn't get a lot of screen time, unfortunately. Yeah. And I think uh, Kid Loki actually is in the comics as like his own character in some time shenanigans. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was like his design. His design was very familiar. They're like he's a leader. <laughs> Loki's like, why? Oh, because I killed Thor in my timeline. Hey yo, did you also catch uh, the frog Thor in the dirt? I think they were going underground into a base, and then for a brief moment, you see the inside of the ground. And then there was a tiny frog Thor just like stuck in like a jar in the dirt. No, I missed it. Oh, on a rewatch. It's, it's just a nice Easter egg. That is good. That I, is good. Because wasn't that the same story he brings up in Ragnarok? Uh, he, he did say Loki once transformed into a snake and almost killed him. Oh, that was that story. Okay. But there there's definitely like a Marvel animal version of like a weird parody alternate universe where everyone's animals and in that version he is a frog thor is a frog <laughs> so and like that 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 was a cameo to that 
I know everyone loved President Loki. I, yeah, that was a nice touch. But I'm guessing yours was the, the dumb animal. The alligator was great, but I, I was upset that I didn't get to see my favorite version of Loki. Which was? High key. Instead of low key. And that's been Cats and Pods. <laughs> it's high key. I have to go. <laughs> it's been great being here. TVA, come take me now. I've been waiting so long to tell you that joke. <laughs> the setup. I'm, I'm annoyed that there was that much setup for it. <laughs> it, it only took this much talking to trick you into a serious conversation. <laughs> that was the real reason why we did this entire episode. It's for you it's to land joke. this one joke. I'll give it to you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but yes, I think Old Man Loki was definitely the best. Um, his, his final sh- uh, showdown with the time dog kind of felt like uh, Gandalf and the Belrog because it was yeah. some, like cloud monster. Yeah. And it was nice because like in this version, he, he misses Thor, he misses Asgard, and the thing that he ends up making is the thing that he misses the most. Misses like he, the most, yeah. So it was, it was nice that it was a nice touch. Right, because you, you know, just imagine he's there by himself in space, just fixating on it. He's being like, "Oh, I wish I could be there." That that seems like a long time to just like. I guess he can just cast illusions, and then he he probably did this already, where he like made versions of himself and just had a tea party. Yeah, yeah, he, he had a Doctor Manhattan. He had a Doctor Manhattan. Oh yeah. For sure. And then you can just uh, I guess find a human girl and have a threesome with yourself and her foursome. I guess. That scene, yeah, that was a nice touch though, where all the Lokis betrayed each other. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And and Loki Prime's like, oh, am I really that predictable? <sighs> it was it was kind of great that like he gets a lot of character development from seeing, like basically himself, mm-hmm. but, but from an opposite lens. And then he can he even went like, oh, I think with with Sylvie, he's like, is this how Thor feels all the time? It's like, fuck. I'm so annoying. Yeah, yeah, he's like, I'm so annoying. I'm so hard to talk to. Oh, is this what everyone means? Is this how Thor felt? <laughs> he basically got the Naruto treatment, right? Remember how Naruto teaches oh, he, himself oh. a bunch of shit by making a bunch of shadow clones and having them fight? <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say that time that Naruto turned into a naked lady. <laughs> and that's Sylvie. <laughs> But no, no, <laughs> that's not where you're going. <laughs> I was, I was referring to fast tracking your growth by using your other variant, your other versions of you. Fast tracking. Did Naruto do that? It's been yeah. When he was learning. Oh, he was learning with all the other ones. Yes. And then because that's that's when Kakashi was like, "Oh, didn't you know that if you get rid of them, when you release it, all their experience goes to you?" And he's like, "What? I didn't know that." Oh, so. Basically, by seeing them and kind of hearing about their lives, he, he got some variation of that. Yeah, except he, he was an idiot, right? So he just made them all fight each other and then released them. And oh, like, wow, oh, yeah. It's, it's like I trained like 50 hours a day, except in one fight. You, you could argue that this Loki is technically like the, um, the main Loki, Tom Hiddleston, uh, mm-hmm. is, or at least this, of this series, uh, is technically doing that because he gains the, uh, the sword of the child Loki. Yeah. He, he learns enchantment from Sylvie. Yeah. And yeah, like he's technically like acquiring like all his variations skills. Best, best, yeah, best skills. He's learning from himself. Whoa, he's, that's deep. Oh, it's it's about self-growth and loving no. yourself. Oh. 
we solved it. Do you have do you have anything else about the series that you would like to add before uh, we get into maybe some theories about speculation in the future? Some theories that we have mentioned that it's now debunked. Mm-hmm. I like the Lamentis episode a lot. Yes, yes. Actually, I thought that one was uh, the action was good, but mm-hmm. there was a lot of chit chat and a lot of setup, which I guess was nice. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah. Tell tell me about uh, why you liked it. Yeah. So again, do you see them really get to interact with each other and? He just said, like, what are, what's your whole deal? Like, what's wrong with you? And then you realize that he knows abilities that she doesn't know. And he's like, what do you mean you can't do this? What are you, some kind of useless jerk? And he's like, I learned all this from my mom, didn't you? And she's like, no. I was taken as a child. I taught myself this. And he's like, you can teach yourself oh, magic? What? You can teach yourself magic? Why didn't I ever try that? Uh, and then him getting drunk, because of course, that also using that episode to acknowledge that they're... They're um, bisexual. Yeah. Yep. And then, of course, when it comes to the moment where everything's exploding and falling apart and then both using their various abilities, Loki more than anything, being like, I'm going to use magic to stop this and hold this up and do this. Mm-hmm. And her just being like, all right, that's kind of oh, sick. Oh, that- no, you did that. But that's kind of sick. It's like, I'll take notes. That might be interesting to do later. All of that leading into the, the Nexus event that, again, them together acknowledging each other romantically is cracking the world. That's yeah. pretty interesting. He's cracking it so hard that it's visible through the apocalypse. Just imagine when he decides to blow her back up. What do you mean? What do you think I mean? Ah, because they're going to give birth to <laughs> Kang. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be the wildest twist. <laughs> so speaking of that episode, mm-hmm. I'm going to segue into a little bit of a theory. I don't remember if I cut it out, so I must address it. As if I said it. So when the series first had a trailer and we saw a snippet of Sylvie and Loki on Lamantis, mm-hmm. I just saw Loki and a blonde lady. And so in our wild speculation times, I actually thought maybe that was somehow Loki talking to Black Widow into killing herself in Vormir or like consoling her oh. or something. Yeah, that would have been cool. But like clearly, like the show did not go into like as many weird time. I mean, like there's there, it's open to continue to do more right. of that, that in the future, right? Because right? you're at that point, we thought it was just going to be him having time hijinks adventures and just popping yeah. up in, in random moments of MCU history. So like there was a there was a point where I thought that maybe you would like oh like you had to do this or like it's okay, but like also very out of character for Loki to do that. So it didn't really yeah. make sense. I just saw a purple planet and a blonde lady with Loki, and I had assumed. So that was debunked. And if you recall, we also had mentioned that maybe we would see old Captain America because we had originally thought that he might have broke some time rules and by him going back in time. But according to this, it's perfectly fine. It's part of the sacred timeline. So Yeah, unless, he, unless he's there wandering on that planet, on a Kingdom Hearts planet by himself. The time, the time that never was. Where'd everybody go? (laughs) Why is Loki the president? (laughs) I I remember when I was first watching it before we knew, like, before we knew how the show was going. And I think Mm -hmm. Lamentis was when it was kind of revealed how the show was going. So I thought maybe Sylvie was a variant who was in love with 
a specific variant of Loki and was trying to rescue that variant. Ah. But to do that, he has to rescue her in the past, which is this Loki. So somehow her actions are intervening to save him, which it will, he will eventually turn into that older, like his future love interest, but it will at least save his life. But the show didn't go that way. And I think I was like kind of upset that I guessed it wrong. So I think that's why Lamentus also has like, mm, damn it, I'm a dummy. <laughs> but also, there's still potential for that to happen. Right? That's true. Time, time shit. The, yeah, and they acknowledge that season two is coming out. So they're like, hey. That's true. Think about how it ends. Loki thinks he gets back and everything's fine, but nobody recognizes him. And he goes to that statue and he sees that it's Kang's face. And it's a different costume. Yeah. And it's... I, I yeah. think it's uh, they left it off in such a nice cliffhanger. Yep. Like, what's going on? How are we going to do this? Uh, it's very good for season two setup. Because can you imagine when... I don't know which movie it's going to happen. But can you imagine when Loki gets reintroduced into the MCU? How confused everyone's going to be? Thor might kill him. Because they they, the last day they saw of him is they're like, okay, you died in one timeline and then you... Killed by Thanos. That's... How are you? Didn't you disappear? Well, actually, Thor might be happy because Thor has seen his brother die almost every movie. So it might finally be the point where he's like, you escaped death again. I'm so happy. (laughs) Again. You Loki, you. You always survive. He he might be out of the main story and like maybe he'll just interact with like these side stories that are like variations of how things go. So I, I think that'll be a nice touch. Yeah, in uh, in in the what was the house called in a uh, Lovecraft Country? It did. It, it, it felt, did. It felt like that so house. Here's here's our running here's our running house. theory now to tie <clears throat> the two series together really good. When Tick falls into the portal, that was supposed to be the future. He falls into he falls yes. into, oh, into the, okay. that timeline. In, that is into, exactly into this timeline. A variation. Of <laughs> oh, I was gonna say there's a variation of him that survived. The Christina sacrifice, and then he becomes a time. Because he does fall into a time portal, right? Time Lord. But you know what? This is this is better. And then there's a variation of Ruby that I guess gets the mark of Cain and doesn't become this potion zombie lady and then yeah. gets hooked up to the TVA. One Mi Musaku also shows up in another movie that I watched called His House. It's sort of like a horror movie-ish. But it was about uh, escaping one country and like coming to another country and bringing your demons with you. And it's interesting that she's also in this role where she's like, "I have this whole other life that I didn't know I had. What's going on here?" Yeah. Yeah. Well, clearly she was thinking about the other two series. It's like, "Oh, I look happy." I said, like, "Yes, because yeah, you're with Christina and you're happy in this timeline. You don't have to exactly before she does some stuff to you." Or maybe after she just did some stuff to you. Hey. <laughs> Do you want to talk about what you like to see in the future? I'm almost good not speculating on this one. Oh, yeah? Okay. Because it was everything. Like you said, there were some things that you pointed out. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Like, why why did they do that? Mm-hmm. But I feel like the, the acting was really good. The episode length was perfect. The And the, num- the number of episodes was also perfect. Yeah. And it... It was everything was punchy about it. I was like, mm-hmm. just do that again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just follow up with what you're doing again. 
Yeah. I also can't even imagine where they're going to go with this, but I feel like the Spider-Man movie that's coming out and the Doctor Strange movie, whenever it's coming out, is going to have an impact on that. Like, you think Loki might make a cameo or like some, like, we'll just feel some of the effects of... We're just going to feel effects. Yeah. Right. And therefore, that's going to play into what season two of Loki would be. Right. I I don't have any, like, uh, mm. expectations, per se, but, um, like, a light dive into Kang's character profile. Yeah. Kang is a descendant of Reed Richards. Yes, yeah. So this, I want to say, pretty much means eventually we're going to get a Fantastic Four integrated into MCU. Which was their plan. Yeah, yeah especially because, like, I think when they said Phase 4... The four was suspiciously fantastic. <laughs> so, so it, it will be nice to see fantastic a fantastic movie four movie that's not bad. I really can't wait. It's been so long. We've seen so many variants of that film. <laughs> no, it's been prudent. Feed it to a life. <laughs> Feed it to a life. All right. How would you rate it? Oh yeah, uh, I would rate it uh, ten time colors. One for each variance, variation of variance. <laughs> Variantly. Wait, no. Yeah. Oh, 20, 26 time callers for all the variations that we are currently experiencing. <laughs> I dig it. I will rate, uh, rate it 17 Miss Minute monologues out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> and look at that. We're out of time. You know what? I don't hate that one. I'll let you, I'll let you hold that. Time for your pasta. No, okay, now now you ruined it. That's a reference to Elf on a Shelf and Loki on Gnocchi. But you're like, I don't get it. I'm missing the joke. What is? Why is Loki sitting on pasta? Sometimes you just you think about things you've done, and then you just got to leave it in the pasta. It's been Cast Them Pods. Goodbye. Later. This episode of Cast Them Pods is brought to you by Dee and Dirk. Produced by Wendy Tao. Edited by Wendy Tao and Dirk. Music by Davide Corelli.